Histometer, a podcast brought to you by the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. My name is Bethany Cuthbertson, and I am here with a few friends from our collections team, specifically history. Do you guys mind introducing yourselves to our listeners? No, not at all. Hi, everyone. I'm Isabel Sapienza, and I'm the History Collections Coordinator. And uh, my name is Caleb Laster, and uh, I am the History Collections Manager here Well, thank you guys for coming on to the podcast. Um, So this time we decided to talk about the new Leonard's collection. So can you tell us a little bit about the new exhibit that is on display right now? Yes, I can go ahead and speak on that one. Um, Well, the exhibit up right now is essentially a background history to what Leonard's is, because um, I myself um, wasn't really familiar with the Leonard's Department Store history in Fort Worth. So we thought it would be best um, as this we are getting this collection to kind of display what the overall history and origin of the Leonard's Department Store was, as well as it really coincided with stock show. So we had a couple of stock show items um, that Leonard's nice. sold, yeah, on display as well. All right. Um, <clears throat> could you tell me a little bit about um, how you acquired the collection? Yeah, sure. I can speak into that. Um, so uh, this donation was given to us by a uh, woman named Marty Leonard, who is a descendant from the Leonard's brothers who founded and ran the store. Um, She had already collected pretty much all of these Mm -hmm. pieces. Um, It started off with a red wagon, I believe, that someone gave to her. And from there, she kind of put out a call and just started getting a whole bunch of just merchandise, receipts, all sorts of stuff that came from Leonard's store that people around the Fort Worth area still had. And she took that and ended up creating a museum, the Leonard's Museum. And so uh, that had been established and was there for a while. And now uh, she reached out to us and asked if we would like to take on that collection. We said, we said yes. And so now um, the Fort Worth Museum of Science History is taking in the things that we are accepting them as part of our collection, give them the same care and need that we do the rest of it, mm-hmm. along with continuing the work that they did with teaching about Leonard's, showing the objects. And so that's where the exhibit display case, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very large display. You should mm-hmm. all come and see it. It Me just saying that it's large does not give it. Doesn't it doesn't even like no. describe it's, how big it, it is. It spans 32 feet long. Yeah. 10 feet tall, two t- feet deep. So yeah. it's, it, <laughs> it's a, you, it's hefty. You notice it as soon as yeah. you see it. Like you're like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's quite a big thing. Um, so yeah, so we are continuing the work they did in terms of telling that story, doing some research about it, looking into it, um, as well as giving care to the collection that she, awesome. um, had created. So we're very excited to have it. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to get into it and start looking at everything. Oh, yeah. I bet oh, that, yeah. that's a fun part of acquiring something, I think, sometimes. It, it really is because you really get to kind of dive into um, that. Like, it shows you the mm-hmm. history of the department store and how they really grew. I mean, because they started as a very small, I think, 12 by 12 store mm-hmm. in 1918. And it grew into this... Um, department store that spanned seven blocks so wow they really did uh grow and um it's really interesting to see 
the different items because it shows how they grew and then what they sold and kind of how they developed over time and what kind of community it created mm. in Fort Worth. So nice. Well, um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, I mean, one of the great things about it too, is that, you know, and I think we'll maybe get into the process of how this is all happening a little later, Yeah. but there has <clears throat> been this delay between us starting research on it and then mm-hmm. actually seeing the objects. I think one of the great things that's happened is that we've done this research and like stories and things like that up have like come up that we've really liked. And then we find an object that's related to that story and we go, Oh my oh, gosh, we really have that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, so it, it works both ways. I think in terms of it informing us about the history, but then us getting to see the history of mm-hmm. it as well. I mean, that's the great thing about collections. <laughs> Yeah. In general, and why most people like coming to museums right. is because, right. oh, wow, look look at the story and this object, you know, and how they combine together. Um, yeah. Perfect. Can you tell me, um, can you give us a little bit of a history or background of the department store, maybe a little bit? Oh, yeah. So, yeah I can do that. <laughs> um, so, as I said, it was founded in 1918 as the uh, Leonard Brothers, and it was actually founded by... Um, John Marvin Leonard, mm-hmm. also called Marvin, and Green Thomas Leonard. Um, now, Green Thomas Leonard left after about a year um, to go pursue other things. I'm not really quite sure. Um, that's when Obadiah, Paul Obadiah Leonard, Obi, um, joined in. And the brothers from there just kind of, they kept adding about every year or so mm-hmm. a different kind of department so they kind of started as a mom and pop shop mm-hmm. and that was their competition until about the late 1930s um early 1940s when they really started to to grow into their own and by 1948 they um just they reopened as the greater leonard's brothers mm-hmm. and that's when they really became competition for department stores um and that's really where we get a lot of our objects from, actually, that they've had um, from the larger department store. And they really, they grew and grew. And since it was downtown, um, right near the courthouse, mm-hmm. um, where the Worthington Renaissance Hotel is right now, mm-hmm. uh, they had to, they were having a hard time with parking. So in 1963, they decided to mm-hmm. open up a the M&O subway, which a lot of people are familiar with as the Tandy mm. subway, um, to cart people from parking lots <laughs> all the way to the store. And they opened it not to just people who were shopping, but to people who want to go downtown. Because mm-hmm. um, the way, there's a quote that Marvin said, uh, something along the lines of that they have to go in and out of Leonard's. So they're going through Leonard's no matter what, right. whether they're shopping there or not. So it's their, you know, one-stop shop. They sold anything and everything from, you know, baking goods to automobiles. So wow. <laughs> yes, they really had quite the span. And one of my favorite um, items we actually have on display right now is an old directory. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, if you really take the time to look at it, you can just see all of the different departments. In 1965, uh, Marvin sold his share to his brother, Obi. And then later in 67, um, Obi sold his share to the Tandy Corporation, um, where the Tandy kept Leonard's name for a while until they sold to uh, Dillard's in 1974. 
Um, and from then there, there's you know, different construction, right. different hands off, but they had a good run, um, even from where they started and to where they ended up. Mm-hmm. So I guess I go to Caleb, like, can you tell us a little bit about the process of like, when you, when you get a collection like this, what do you go through once you've kind of received them? Yeah. So, I mean, we, and this process was a little unique compared mm-hmm. to, you know, just someone reached, but it started the same way in terms of someone reaching out to us and saying, in this case, we have this collection. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just an object, just all depends. Um, and, you know, and we look at it, we see if it matches our mission, which is, um, you know, focusing mainly on Texas and the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, in this case, Leonard's obviously right, right downtown Fort Worth. <clears throat> I would say most people know about it, but I'm sure we're getting into age now where generation, gener- generationally, yeah. you know, probably have not heard as much anymore, but that makes it all the more important mm-hmm. to keep it. So uh, once we decide we want it, you know, uh, negotiations and anything, but then we will start working on bringing those objects in assessing them in terms of their condition, you know, how stable they are, if they need any special housing or even some conservation needs, whether that's something that we can buy, which is usually very minimal, mm-hmm. um, or if it's something that needs to go out. And then we will, after after we do that, we will start accessioning them, which means that we're officially taking them into our collection. We assign them object numbers, do some descriptions, give them a place mm-hmm. to live, house them properly. So that way, you know, as they're sitting on a shelf resting, right. they're not going to get any more wear or damage on them. And that sounds really simple, <laughs> but it you get in the woods really fast right. um, of it. You know, when you get I mean, one of my favorite examples is like a chessboard, which I'm almost positive will probably I can't imagine or, some, or even checkers, something like that. You have an object like that where it's multiple pieces mm-hmm. of an object and you start going, okay, well, I myself know that right. this is a chessboard later on, or even just knowing what all came inside of it. Then mm-hmm. do you also, what's the numbering system for that? That's, that's actually probably a very easy <laughs> example to give, but right. just as an example of like, oh, it's not just as easy as like, yep, take it, number, boop, or anything like that. Jeff I would imagine things that are like um, multiple materials or mediums mm-hmm. would have yes. a little bit more of a hard time finding out how to store them. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and it ta- <laughs> and yeah, and it takes time to store them to make sure that they're all exactly where they need to go. That we mm-hmm. have the space for them. Um, so it's, I mean, in this case, probably a years long pro- year, more than a single years long yeah. process of getting it all in, getting all the paperwork filled out correctly, getting it housed in the right location, having that location recorded, all the information in terms of dimensions mm-hmm. and weight and photographs. That's another thing that takes a while to mm-hmm. you know, you want because you want to know what it looks like before it goes in to be housed, right. just in case when you take it out, all of a sudden there's damage. Oh, no, what, you know. Well, what then you happened? need multiple photographs because you need every angle. Right, exactly. And so then it goes, okay, what happened here that this was damaged, you know, looking at it. And then that takes, I mean, that's just getting into general mm-hmm. collections practice there because it's <laughs> inventorying and continuing to monitor things. Um, it's never just quite as simple as, 
here's this thing and we go great and then we just put, put it on it our shelf yeah. no. <laughs> it's never never that easy <laughs> so um how did you go about choosing the objects that are on display in the in the leonard's cabinet no i was so nervous you know especially <laughs> since it was the first display and choosing the object was a bit of a process because it came down to um since we don't have the items physically in our mm -hmm. um uh, it came down to kind of coordinating with the Leonard's Museum. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, I really wanted to give the history and origin of just an overall uh, right. background history. Uh, so people would be familiar with what, well, it is Leonard's department store. Because people, a lot of people I found were really familiar with like the Tandy subway, mm -hmm. but weren't really, you know, sure of the history behind that. Right. So... I, the process of selecting those items, I really, I wanted, it started in my head as a linear thing because mm -hmm. the way the cabinet is, um, there's three larger upright cases and then what we've dubbed as jewelry cases, kind of like you would oh, see yeah. at yeah, a yeah, department yeah. store, um, between, um, each three, the tall, yeah, the tall ones. <laughs> yes. There's a tall one, jewelry case, tall, tall one, one, jewelry case, tall one. <laughs> For those of you who can't see it, visually. <laughs> but y'all should all come and see it so then you oh, know yeah, exactly definitely. what we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. Come see yeah. it. Tell people to come to the museum. Yes. You're right, you know you're right. Please to. come to the museum. We worked very hard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as for the items, I really want to kind of show some of the uh, newer, uh, the older items, excuse me, you know, from the early 1920s that were Leonard's Brothers branded. Mm -hmm. Because that was really telling that they really want to make a name for themselves. Right. And then... I do. I have my favorite piece in there. As I said, the directory, um, please come see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they actually did this really um, cute thing that whenever someone moved into like the neighborhood of uh -huh. Fort Worth, I know it's crazy to think that they would send these promotional items, these gift baskets, which was an interesting ensemble of yeah. items. Yeah. How do you keep track of all of that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really sure. I <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? They just like see a see a new development being built, and then they just stake it out, and then go, "Oh, new one! Mm -hmm. Run up, get it from real fast!" You know, any moving truck that went by, yeah. they said, "Tag it, tag it." <laughs> I wonder too if they had like that was their job is to scope out. They hired somebody to like scope out who's moving in. Oh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't Would put it know? past yeah. them. They had some really aggressive advertisement tactics. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the I uh, for example. The reason I put in stock show is not only because we had stock show going on when we opened the display, the exhibit, but because they use that as a great opportunity to advertise for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're in magazines. They're on um, handkerchiefs. Mm -hmm. Bandanas. 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 <laughs> I keep calling it a handkerchief. <laughs> they're on handkerchiefs. They're on, they had um, limited edition printed plates um, nice. for a stock show <laughs> with the Leonard's brand on the back. You know, so they really wanted you to know that this is your one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. Come to Leonard's, you know, this is the place to be. So the case has those items, the promotional items. Uh, I also have, we have a large case on the subway because they've got some really cute little pieces. Um, they have like <laughs> those little last ride buttons and, um, Oh, like going on your plane for the first time where you get the, like your, your wings. <laughs> That's oh, so cute. <laughs> it's exactly like that. And, um, conductor hats and stuff. They had, you know, different, uh, really promotional items that mm. they really tried to, to push to get people to come by down Lynn and see what they're yeah. about. 
So it's really a whole bunch of items. Actually, we also have uh, the a blueprint of mm-hmm. the oh yeah yeah of uh, 1947 mm-hmm. blueprint before the new building was really up and running uh, of an overview, an aerial view, kind mm-hmm. of of all the blocks and and in it there's the beginning sketches of where the subway tunnel would go. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it was like really planned out for right. years because that wow. didn't open until 63. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you know, that I guess is a long time. That never occurred to me <laughs> that that was that far advanced. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. That would be, yeah, I just liked it because you could see, oh, mm-hmm. you can look at it, you know, you if you know where those streets are today, you go, oh, it was here, here, and here, mm-hmm. which is, I also always, really I always like yeah. it whenever you can, you leave a museum or a place where you learned about history and then you walk out and you go, oh, that was right here mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, no, I never it. realized what? that it was like 20 years in advance. Yeah, of right. That's nuts. They, I mean, they really, they, these brothers they were, were ambitious. Really, yeah. <laughs> no, wow. They were planning it out. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, what was the hardest part of creating this exhibit? I, I can't tell you how many different drafts. I went through and I'm a very visual person. So I sketched out every single different design of where when I moved items, when I swapped it around, because, of course, some of the items that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had originally hoped to put in, you know, it couldn't work. It was too delicate. You know, there are different mm-hmm. reasons behind, you know. I was going to ask, like, what what goes into picking an oh, item, too? Oh, you really like, have to stay on your toes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, a lot of times, you know, we'll plan for something like, the oh, okay, this is how we'll put in this right. object. And then we get there and we're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. like, either yeah. it doesn't sit right or, you know, like, if we want to put something on a shelf, if the shelf isn't mm-hmm. long enough. Mm-hmm. Um all sorts of things. So a lot of times it kind of comes down to just like spur of the moment, like yes, what's yeah. the best way that this is going to, you know, not fall off the wall oh. because that's <laughs> that's our job. You'd be surprised how often you really, really like, worry well, if something's nope. going to fall. <laughs> but yes, no, that is exactly because no matter how much planning I did, it really did come down to mm-hmm. the install. Mm-hmm. And thank God I, you know, I'm a phenomenal team <laughs> because I, I'm pretty sure I was so nitpicky about everything. And um, no. Oh, no, yes, I was. <laughs> I said, that's a, 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 now twist that a little bit to the right now. And you did that too much. But you, were, you were you were very welcoming to constructive criticism when we said, hey, you know, maybe that doesn't look right. So you you were flexible. You know what you. You walked the line the right way where you were particular, but you weren't dead set on things, you know? I can be tough. I can be <laughs> It was a very smooth process. It, it Honestly, all things considered, mm-hmm. it really was. And, um, but picking the items, mm-hmm. I mean, I did have a couple backup items because you just don't know. I mean, I, I selected and it's up there, but <laughs> it's not the way I'd imagined this <clears throat> historical marker of the Leonard's brothers, or it's a, it's a copy of a historical marker because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, right. where they had, um, but it is so heavy mm-hmm. that it could not hang on the back of the case. Oh. So we ended up setting, it looks really nice. We ended up setting it on the bottom of the case where mm-hmm. it would have the most support, but yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's things like that. We had to swap around quite a few things. So I would say that was, 
the hardest is trying to plan and really have enough items and because you have to put yeah. make the text for it mm-hmm. and that's got to already be printed <laughs> and translated for us yeah. so it was really kind of that yes. almost unsureness <laughs> of just like oh please work please yes please just work. that just that like kind of spatially because mm-hmm. you just don't know until you get into mm-hmm. spaces like that unless it's something that you know you've done it for a while in the yeah. same spot you you kind of get an idea with it but i mean in this case this, this case was brand new, new. yeah mm-hmm. we had barely even locked eyes on it let alone it completely together mm-hmm. so so did the case come about before like after you picked out objects or was it before you picked out objects oh it would i would say before but we definitely had larger items in mind got it so they came with the design for the cabinet or the display case early on i mean how long ago was that <laughs> about a year <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm feels like it at the very least yeah um, so the, yeah because you're right yeah they did have the design first but then we were asked to go in mm-hmm. and get some measurements and so we went in and just kind of measured some of the biggest things that they had on display yeah. at the museum to just get a rough idea of you know at what its largest what would we have to do to uh fit once any of these large things inside of there so in a way you know it was, in a way it was a back and forth where it was yeah. like okay this is what we're thinking in terms of mm-hmm. design wise and then we come back and say well we really need you know something like this like one of the big things we said is we need to be able to put a mannequin in there because they had a lot right. of dresses and textiles that we would love to display um but we need to be able to fit a mannequin inside there mm-hmm. and so the three kind of tall column pieces got that big because i think Mm -hmm. the original draft maybe had four or so on there Mm -hmm. um but they got that big because you have to be able to essentially put a human inside of it yes which you can (laughs) will the will the pieces like they'll rotate out uh they will we plan on rotating the exhibit about two maybe three times a year Mm um kind of to we, we want to be a little bit more flexible with it. Right. Now, of course, it's not going to be stagnant. We're, that display is going to be up for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that the items get a rest. Right. Um, and that, you know, we're changing our content enough for, you know, visitors, you right. know, our members who want to come <laughs> and see it. And they don't want to, you know, see the same thing every, you know, for multiple years. Right. But. Yeah, no, they will definitely switch out. Yeah, but it will all remain Leonard's. Like, that is, oh, that is Leonard's. Leonard's exhibit display cabinet, cabinet. whatever we want <laughs> whatever we want to call it it will it will remain that and so for all intents and purposes it is a permanent display just the objects, objects will and, be yes rotated. which is typical for any museum it is yeah yeah i was just uh wondering because i knew that you were talking as we talked about you getting um the the ob- artifacts in um through acquiring them that you had like a lot more and so there could be a lot of different things that go in there. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Cause all of the, because it's such, it was such a big department store with so many things. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of creating this exhibit? My favorite part of creating this exhibit. I know I complained about it, but actually planning it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it, it was the it. hardest part, but her favorite part. So there you go. It yes. Fun. Yes. It I, was very rewarding. It yes, really was go. just, you know, being able to, kind of go through the items and and juggle with that whole entire 
process of, mm-hmm. of picking them, um, but really planning it out. There's something really satisfying about having that sketch and those plans and it just, you know, it, it working so well on paper. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked well in real life it too. It did. It yeah. did. You know, <laughs> you have to manage. You just make adjustments along exactly, the way. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I think that was definitely my favorite. Um, I, I don't mind writing text. It is a lot more difficult than some might think. Yeah. Cause you, you only have so much space and oh, exactly. attention span of, of, like, heck, if I was even just going in, my attention span would only have so much time to read over text panels. Mm-hmm. So you only have, you know, a little bit of space no. to, to write all of this information of this history that you're like, well, what's what's the most important and how can I put it in the least amount of words that still gets across the importance mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. No, and when I first started, um, we were putting on an exhibit and I and we were writing up some text and Caleb told me, he said, you'd be surprised how much text a hundred words is. And I said, there's no way I'm getting enough information in a hundred words, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> it is, I mean, 150 words is a block of text and mm-hmm. it is overwhelming. And I really tried to keep it. <laughs> you, you did well. I, I think that you we did had well. to split one up. It, you, we had to split one up because it was a good 200 some words. And mm-hmm. It was just it was too much. But you you really learn how to uh, condense and kind of pick out what's really essential or try mm-hmm. to pick out what's really essential, especially when you're going from you know, schooling and you're writing these 25 plus page papers. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I will add every single, but the, and what's the longest you can make a sentence without being a run on sentence. So it's, it it was, it's been an adjustment. And I think that might actually might be my least favorite. Not that I, I I don't think that it, it went well, but you know, well, you also have to go through the peer editing process and, which is which is very important. Yes, and I'm not complaining about that. Oh yeah, okay. So that will just let you. You don't get. You only get one shot. You know what? We won't say anything. But you're not allowed to touch it again after you type it up once. No, not at all. It's just that you know you write something and you're like, okay, I got I it think, this time. I think I got this. And then your peers who are phenomenal, they look at it and they go, well, actually, I think that. It may be that you're focusing too much on this and you go, oh, okay. So then you have to go back to the drawing board. I think it's looking at the same kind, like it's the same context over and over and over again and mm-hmm. trying to make the wording just right. Exactly. That's probably the most frustrating thing. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't even know if you've experienced it yet where, because when, before you got here, um, there would be times where we would be talking amongst ourselves in the collections department and we'd go, hmm, that word doesn't sound right. Yep. You know, you get that specific where mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, it doesn't, like that it doesn't really roll off the tongue <laughs> the right way. So I did that because my undergrad is in English, mm-hmm. you know, but like I kept, I still to this day catch myself doing that. where like, I'll stop in the middle of a sentence because I'm like, I don't like that word. And I am mm-hmm. not going to say that out loud because what if I don't like that word? What do I need to put a new word in? It's just like the, overthinking Mm -hmm. of the words and making sure you have the right language is the most frustrating experience. I can't imagine trying to come in up with like a limited amount of text. Yeah. Well, and then you you spend that much time Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Then just to have someone else come back and go, "Mm, I don't like that word word. choice. (laughs) That's the word. Especially when they then like suggest a word that you already said, no, I don't want to use that Mm -hmm. word to yourself. And you start going, 
oh man, they are kind of right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but all important, all good stuff. Yeah. No, all part of like, you know, not just this exhibit, but all, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Any, any panel mm-hmm. that is interpreting an object that goes up, you have to be very cautious and mm-hmm. mindful. Mindful is probably the better word about yeah. what you're saying in there because people are expecting to look at it and go, okay, that's what it is. Well, and you want to make sure that everybody, like the, it comes across in the same way to everyone and that can also be hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in a way that might get them to want to right, look to want at to it more. Right, to continue and, and yeah. maybe learn uh, something new. Yeah, or inter- just interact with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're trying to do a lot in a very limited space. Very small yes. space. <laughs> but I think you, you did a really good job on this Leonard's one. Thank you. Again, yeah. people need to come and see it. Yeah, see see it. you have to come see it to see the text that we're talking <clears throat> yes. about. Oh, and you have to so, and to come see the objects that are in it because eventually mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it will change. It will rotate yes, out, so yes. you might Good miss chance. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you told us your favorite Isabel object. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite object in, in the Leonard's collection? <sighs> or at least the ones that are on display right now? Uh, in terms of the ones on display, I won't choose the directory although i think that's really fun yeah, it is, it it's, is it's fun, fun to just go you know if you like walk through like your own normal shopping that you mm-hmm. do and you go okay <clears throat> if i want to buy like a bicycle where mm-hmm. would i have gone and you can tell mm-hmm. just by through it but no i will say that i think the um depression script oh, is okay. probably my favorite um mm-hmm. You might have to remind me, Isabel, on the history of it, <laughs> but I will do my best. Um, but it's money, essentially, that the Leonard's department store printed during the Great Depression that oh. people could use to buy from Leonard's. From Leonard's. And it got so big. Am I right that other stores started uh, yes. accepting that script as well? Wow. Yeah. So you could bring, um, so when there was the banking holiday, you could bring in your check and Leonard's would cash it. Like, so let's say you brought a hundred dollar check, they'd give right. you $50 cash, $50 Leonard's bucks. So no matter what, I mean, Whoa. great, I mean, great community, but also like great advertising tactic. Cause it right? got people to come back. Your money's circulating. You're always getting it back. Mm-hmm. So you would spend your money at Leonard's. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, exactly like as you said, Caleb, other stores would start accepting it and then they'd bring back the Leonard's script to Leonard's. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it really helped out a lot of families and it really solidified, um, from what my understanding is, um, mm-hmm. that sense of community and, um, you know, support yeah. that Leonard's had. So there was a lot of really um, loyalty, yeah. I guess well, you would I f- say. Yeah, I would feel like that... It- well, one because it, it did was good advertising for them, but I bet it felt to the community like, oh, this is it's nice to have somebody who's here to help, mm-hmm. especially in such a desperate time. Yes. Yeah. So. I bet yeah, that I mean, I I I like it prim- primarily because of that story, you mm-hmm. know, especially because it ties into the wider history of the U.S. that most people, not everyone, mm-hmm. knows about, and then go, oh, this bigger idea connected to this. Right. More mm-hmm. locally where I am. And this is one way we, right. we, we reconnected it. So it's just kind of that connecting to the wider story. Right. Of, and then they already impacted the like physical look and infrastructure of downtown Fort Worth, mm-hmm. which is so like mind blowing. Could you imagine having a footprint like that, leaving behind something like that? Oh, like yeah. a legacy? No, I it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It really is. And, and to think about the space 
like now mm-hmm. where it's at. So the as I said, the Worthington Renaissance Hotel in Fort Worth takes up a part of that, but not the entirety of it. Yeah. Um, what was left was the Tandy Center for a while, which is called City Place now, I believe. Um, but that entire area that we are familiar with now, mm-hmm. yeah, was Leonard's, the in- entirety of it, because they just, it is really... Now, are those buildings, do you know, and you, you may not know, mm-hmm. do you know if they're like marked as historic buildings? Or if they're just right now, currently, uh, that that's where Leonard's used to be. Were they a part of Leonard's originally, or is it that was where it was located? Do you know? Now, in <clears throat> and I could be wrong with this date because it's beyond me. But I think I believe in 1979 they tore down mm-hmm. Leonard's completely, and in '81 put the hotel up and the Tandy Center at one point. So I, they might be marked as historical and like, like what was here. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, our, building, I don't think any of the original buildings no, are still standing. No, unfortunately. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe so. So, but I, I have not. <laughs> I was just curious because I was like, I don't, I don't know. This may go beyond because it's, you're, you know, you're talking about the collection. So you're getting to know the history, but you're also getting to know mostly the artifacts trying to mm-hmm. figure out the best way to care for them, the best way to display them. So sometimes you kind of get in a wormhole oh, or, yeah. uh, when you're, when you're all researching all of that stuff. So I was just curious. <laughs> See, cause this is how I would end up that way. Uh-huh. Trying to figure it all out. Oh yeah. It's amazing how you're just, you just can just get kind of focused on one fact that makes you kind of go, huh? Mm-hmm. And then that leads you to a, another thing. And the next thing you know, you've gone from learning about Leonard's bucks to like, <laughs> a riot in 1918 that was a cause of this or that you know it just it it does it's, it's a rabbit hole it spirals. it's kind of like at any one time you might look at one of our computers and be like oh how did you end up why there? are you looking at that and, and then we'll go well you see this connected to this and this mentioned that and so i had to know what that was but that i was just looking at that one because of this and it just it goes like, down real fast. What if it's important? What mm-hmm. if I have to mention it and then I get asked the question? I gotta know these things. Oh yeah. my gosh! Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's part of the job. Yeah, it's part I mean, of it's part job. of it's one of my favorite things about the job. Is oh that yeah, doing this research and you becoming kind of get to know about things that you don't think you would ever like. Oh like, no! Never before had you thought would have been interesting to you, or to like even just take the effort to like look into because we all know what my interests are, but <laughs> working here makes it like. So much more likely that I'm going to learn about things that aren't something that I would my personally myself would have picked out to like research and learn. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of my favorite parts yeah. about coming into into like, honestly, just coming in and talking to you guys about the things that you have coming out um, always brings me down a different rabbit hole. Like, hmm, maybe I should research that. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, well, and like in the specifically in the case of Leonard, like I rode that subway as a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that that was the subway I rode. I just have a memory of riding of a riding subway it. in Fort Worth. And for those who of us who live in Fort Worth, we quite know that there are no subways <laughs> no, here. Uh-uh. <laughs> no public transportation. You know, there are buses. Um, yeah. There are buses. Yeah. There are buses. Don't, no, no, no. They're, they're, <laughs> people are going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> but... There was only, as far as I know, there was only ever one subway mm-hmm. in Fort Worth, and that was the one. And so, just going, oh, yeah, oh, I, I interacted with that as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, especially a store that did close down in mm-hmm. what, was it the sixties, yeah, sixties or seventies? Well, sixty-seven 
the Leonard Brothers oh. sold stop, it. But sold 74 it. Dillard's. Right. Yeah, so, oh, so 60s. I would say 60s. Yeah. At least in terms of like. original Leonard's at no, that point. No, yeah. they kept the name, but. Yeah, but it's still not. not well, yeah. by the time I would have written it, it, it definitely didn't <clears> have no, Leonard. It was no. Tandy. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tandy. So I wouldn't have even known, but now I do. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. I, this affected my life mm-hmm. quite literally. Yeah. And now here I am getting to preserve and safeguard it for the future and helping teach other people about it too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess the last question I have is how long, and this may have, this kind of was already answered, but how long is the display going to happen beyond? You said forever. Well, it's a permanent display. Now, I, I mean, in display. 20 years, we might need to look at a new case. Yeah, oh, That's gosh. for sure. Yeah. But I've, time, time does take a toll. Yeah. But yes, no, it is permanent. Mm-hmm. The you will always be able to come and see objects from the nerds unless you just happen to catch us on a week where we're changing that stuff out right because <laughs> that does happen from time to time but you should always be able to come see leonard's objects at the fort worth museum of science and history sometimes they change we're gonna keep you on your feet you know you got yeah, you yeah. gotta come and you gotta come to the museum and see if we've changed anything out mm-hmm. you never know Thanks, guys, so much for coming out and talking to us about the Leonard's Collection. Um, and thank you, our listeners, for listening to our podcast episode. And we hope to see you soon at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History.